Uh, let's do all the lip smacky and nose breathing section. Yeah, perfect. We can, outtakes. <laughs> we can take the microphone to to Oberon. So while he's eating his oh dog food, <laughs> he's like the worst. I don't know. Loudest eating. He's like, well, it's like he. It's like he licks up his dog food like it's water, and it's like. Number one, it's disgusting. Yeah. Number two, I don't even know if he chews it, right? <laughs> just like, swallows just it whole. Whatever. <laughs> but I guess when you're eating dog food the whole time, it's like, are you going to, what are your choices? Yeah, I don't know. I think Do you I'd want to taste swallow it? it. Yeah, you just want to probably just eat it. Eat it. Just eat it. <laughs> it's unscripted. It's conversational. It's uniquely Utah and Salt Lake. Get ready for the Everything Salt Lake All at Once podcast with Jim and Tracy Nilsson. Just, you know, they're not feeding you anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Let me check levels here. Yeah, I think we're all good. Okay, cool. So um, this is the Everything Salt Lake All at Once podcast because we don't want to be sued. <laughs> <laughs> Which we still might but be. But let's push the envelope. I is what we do. It's, it's, our, it's our MO. And uh, I'm Tracy. Yeah, I'm Jim. I, I, uh, that's Tracy. Yeah, right? right. And we're here with Marianne Furman. Who is one of the local luminaries? <laughs> For sure, of Mill Creek, Utah, For sure. and the executive producer of everything Rosecrest Elementary. Um, Not anymore. Evergreen. No, but you were. Oh no, no, it's on your resume though. <laughs> it is on my resume. Rosecrest Elementary, Evergreen Junior High, and you you made it over to Olympus, right? Uh, well, yeah, I'm. I played a much lesser role there, but served on the community council at. Olympus High School. Yeah. And at Evergreen. You're big, I was going to say you're big into education and kind of what's going on there for sure. Very much. Yeah. Are you like a baller? <laughs> Did you get anybody fired over there? <laughs> no. Come on in. Okay. Things are going to change. She's not one things of those. Change. I got to get things going here. I mean, I gave it a solid try, but no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, tell us about you and Ryan. Okay. Or so, just you. Or just me. Or just forget Ryan. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so my husband is Ryan Furman, and both of us are Mill Creek lifers. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, Seriously. we both grew up here. Um, we both attended Libby Edward Elementary School. Which... Were you both born at home? I mean, that's how I picture it. <laughs> in the log cabin with a little house on the prairie yeah. and music yeah. going on it in the background. It feels like that, but no, no. I wasn't even born here. I was born in Florida, believe it were or not. You? Yeah. Really? Uh -huh. When did you move here? So my parents were in school. My dad was finishing his PhD, and so... They were in Florida, and me and my little sister were born there. Born there, huh? And then they came back here, and we've been here ever since. Do you visit Florida? Never. To, I've never yeah. been there. Seriously? Other than since we were born. Since you were a baby. Since I was a baby. Would you probably well, I guess I've been there because I went to Fort Lauderdale for a cruise, you know, had uh -huh. to, but that's it. So everybody likes to move to Florida from the East Coast, right? And I just can't figure out why. Because there's gators, <laughs> right? Why do you want to live with gators? Because they're super cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the list. Yeah. So you're on the list. Okay, well, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. No. That's good to know. So anyway, but uh, both of us pretty much have spent our lives here. Both went to Evergreen. Both went to Olympus. Did you guys both go what elementary school then? Libby you? Edward. Libby. Libby. Oh, Libby. Yeah. yeah that's you said. missed Sorry. that part. <laughs> so, yeah, we we did not know each other in high. Well, we knew of each other, but we were not 
close friends uh-huh. at all were growing you, up. Were you enemies? Uh, no, but we would not have you gotten like along. Shake at you at some point. Okay. He was Marianne was goth, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan was one of the tweakers. And, <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, the goth and the tweakers never get never together, got dude. together. <laughs> no, so we ended up um, getting together after he'd returned home from his mission, and I had moved home after going to school in Cedar City and BYU and anyway. Oh, I didn't know you went to Southern Utah University. I did. I started at SUU. Shut the front door. I know. I Set did too. The, Tracy did too. the two of us. And then, it's like an SUU alumni convention right look now. Look at us Thunderbirds. <laughs> Thunderbirds! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, the rest is history. We, we, I basically married the boy next door. We live in Mill Creek. And you've never moved. No, from here. You have. I mean, you no, we did in of. Ta- inside of town, but you haven't ever had the urge to like move away. We uh, Ryan did physical therapy school in Indianapolis. Okay, and that and so a couple of years after we were married, we moved to Indy, and he did schooling there, and then his first job was in a little small town um, called Huntington. That's just outside of Fort Wayne. Okay. So we lived there for six years after after his graduation. And then we moved to Home Plate. And you moved back. Bought my parents' house. And we, we've moved one time since then next door. <laughs> into, your, well, <laughs> into your grandma's house. Well, it's so <laughs> the people who don't know you don't realize how amazingly interesting your whole compound thing yes is. we call it the compound yeah so there's like two no three houses no two houses and then the tennis court right and then the guard shack and yeah. then cousins cousins, yeah. cousins, so, cousins 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 we live on the homestead of my great great grandparents um and then the the compound where i live has um my grandmother built a home on Melbourne Street, and then after that, she decided she wanted to build a guest house, which is the house that I currently live in. And the guest house became oh, that's right. so you're, oh, more of a that's right. fun house. Like it was the house she wanted kind of a to party live in, house or... and so she lived. She moved most of her. She had eleven children, so she moved most of her family over to that house. And then the boys stayed in the basement at what they called the front house on Melbourne. And they lived like that for a while until they could all live in the newer guest house. So they had 11 kids and they split between the two houses. Yeah. So it was basically one big house with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, with a That's swimming crazy. pool in between. <laughs> and then, and then. So and the tennis court. Yes. So the and tennis the tennis court's... court was already there. Yeah. Okay. So the the tennis court predates the house that I live in. Holy cow. And then um, my parents, when they moved back to Salt Lake, we lived in Sandy for a time, and then they wanted to come back to Salt Lake. My dad was a professor at the University of Utah, so it would have made, it made his commute shorter if he moved closer, and they were able to purchase the plot of land that's basically sandwiched between the tennis court. It was like the only piece of land that was buildable. Right. So they they built a home there in, let's see, it was 1978. Uh-huh. 
that that home was built. For $500. (laughs) (laughs) Should have probably been since there's no access to it through. I mean, anyway, it was, it's a crazy lot. Yeah. 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 So there's three homes that were, that are directly connected to my, my family. Um, And that the, the home that's on Melbourne, my cousin, Jen and her husband, Dan, live there. Um, and then Ryan and I are in my grandmother's guest home. Mm-hmm. And then my parent, the home my parents built in 1978, my dad currently owns. And um, he, t- they, he and my mom, three, four years ago, tore the first level off and rebuilt a newer, more beautiful home. Right there and then unfortunately my mom only lived there for about three months and passed away my dad's remarried and anyway Mm -hmm. lives a mile away and so there's a big beautiful home that's now rented to my children so he still didn't live that far away no no we don't get far (laughs) i'm getting that impression we stay really close (laughs) anyway so so why mill creek i mean is it just family or what do you love about the city you know i love mill creek because of the emphasis of community. And I love being in a place that I feel like cares about me, cares about my family, and that I can also be invested in and feel good about. So, you know, that's probably my main reason for staying is that I just love what is here. Yeah. And building what's here and feeling like I can contribute to what's here. So if you didn't have the compound, would you move any place else? Oh man. It's probably unthinkable. For me it is. I mean yeah. I, I think my Ryan is less attached to it, but for me it's very much very grounding for me to be close to my family and my ancestry and have all those reminders of what is around me and what's important to me. And I've, you know, I feel very attached to the land. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you grew up um, in your house, mm-hmm. what was the surrounding neighborhoods like it is now? Or was it fields? Or? It's a little bit different. So when I was growing up, there weren't as many homes around the block where I live. Uh-huh. Um, the street that, that I live on was not a recognized street for a few years after we moved in. It was just a gravel road and it was an access between that was in the middle of a block. Uh-huh. And so when I lived there, we were one of I'm trying to think of what homes were there. One of two homes on that, that little pass through. Wow. Um, there was a, a building that was used as part of my, great aunt's catering kitchen that had been turned into a duplex at that point. And then my parents' home and one other home on that street. And so growing up, you know, we would, the, the block was open and there was an orchard and, and a big field of grass and we'd play games and hide and go seek in the middle of the block for hours. It was right. fun. It's very fun. Right. It's like an apple orchard or a cherry orchard? Um there were there was cherry, apricot, I think just cherry and apricot trees in the orchard. Or were you free to kind of go in there and oh yeah. Take whatever you wanted. The best I mean I have so many funny memories about the orchard because for a time um it was used to to 
as like a dirt bike run. Uh-huh. So you could ride your bike or a couple people had little motorcycles and, you know, you just go zooming around the, the orchard track. Um, and it was also like the pass through to my best friend's house who lived on the other side of the block. And so I'd walk through it almost every single day. But one of my second cousins who lived on the, his house was backed up to the orchard. He was often in the trees with BB guns or pellet guns. And so he, I'd be walking through and I'd hear him say, you better run, Egan. (laughs) (laughs) Dance. Dance. Dance amongst the Run as fast as I could and get to the other side of the block. And now he's in prison. No, he's a cop. <laughs> no, he's a cop. Oh my gosh, perfect. There you go. Aren't early, all cops like past that early training, people that you thought would be fellows? Right, that early basically. training paid off. No offense to cops, I love you. <laughs> I know a lot of cops who just say, yeah, it's, it's your prison. <laughs> you get on one side or the other. No, so he's he's fun. He was wild and fun. That's cool. Well, you're interesting, I think, because you're one of the, you know, there's many, but you're one of the cool Mormons, right? So there's like, (laughs) yay me! There's like like the traditional, not that they're not cool, but they're, you know, more traditional. And and you're like, you're kind of one of the hip and cool Mormons. I'm an edgy Mormon. You're an edgy edgy Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) Which Salt Lake's full of. Yes. Right? Yes. Lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of us really cool Mormons. Yeah. Do you yeah. get together like once a month? Yeah, have a yeah, we have. Secret handshakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post them in the corner, whatever. You know. No, uh, I'm glad that you think so. I do. We do. We talk about it. It's like, yeah, Mary, I just know the cool Mormons. Right? So, what makes me cool? You know, I think just the. Stuff you do in the community, quite frankly, and the fact that you're just kind of so involved and so like I said, you're kind of a baller, right? So you go and you cross lines. I mean, like it doesn't matter if you're not Mormon or whatever it is. It's like if you're a person in need, Marianne's there. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Just I try. You you do. You don't just try. You actually do. Oh, good. I do like all the productions because you know Tracy directed some of the things and and you produced them, and so that's where we got a lot of exposure to. Wow. Well, actually, Mary I have Ann's to say, amazing. you actually are the reason we've moved here. Because of, like, knowing you and stuff and knowing and being involved in the community when we lived out in South Salt Lake yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, you're the reason, like, we moved up here. We lived in South me. Salt Lake. I was like, well, Sugar House. Oh, Sugar Hood. That's right. Sugar Hood. Whatever. <laughs> well, there's Sugar House and then there's Sugar Hood. Yeah. And we lived in Sugar Hood. You were in we Sugar Hood. We lived in Sugar Hood, for sure. But, <laughs> but that's why. It was like, that's where I want our kids to grow up. That's where our and Jim was like, where, where should we move? And I'm like, Mill Creek, where Marianne is. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever Marianne is, that's where that's we're living. That's where we're going. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Although so. funny, that's a fairly accurate story. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was funny when you were living in Arizona and you're like, there's a house that we're looking at that's in the neighborhood. What? Do you, like, this is the address. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Actually, we were in Texas. Yeah. Oh, we Texas. Texas. That's where yeah. you were. And then you moved right next door to my in-laws. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> Actually, well, you know, we bought that house sight unseen, 
right? Yes. Yeah. And that's had... why Tracy was calling me. She, you're like, is, do you I... think that maybe this is a decent house? Well, <laughs> Jill... like, I've been inside of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like Jill, our real estate agent, Jill Sadler, who's fantastic. She like had her iPad out and she was doing FaceTime. <laughs> and she ran up and talked, to, talking them, to, talking neighbors. to neighbors. Yeah. neighbors and, hey, hey, I've got some buyers here that wanted. Is this oh. a good neighborhood? Would what you... do you think? <laughs> More on the other end going, hi. Hi. <laughs> Look at like, yeah. Hope we like you. <laughs> so, yeah, Mill Creek's interesting. So what other areas of Salt Lake do you find kind of fascinating? Um, I, I love um, the avenues. I think have a lot of history and it's just quaint and you know, you're you have access to downtown. Um, right. There's great community there. Federal Heights area too. It was, it's beautiful, way out of my league. But way out of, oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. But I drive by there to get my landscaping ideas <laughs> <laughs> that I do by myself. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think that's a beautiful place and has a lot of history and fun, oh, sure. fun stuff. So Federal Heights is up. By close to the University of Utah, yeah. for those that aren't familiar with the area. area. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably, somebody at some point is going to listen to this. Yes. And they might not know Salt Lake. Yes. And that's kind of our whole point. So it's yeah. just that someone would be able to get to yeah, know things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think most of my family now lives south of Sandy. So I have a sister that lives in Sandy, and then I have a brother that lives in Alpine and a sister that lives in Highland. Oh, wow. That's so, a beautiful area. Yeah, I mean, all all great areas. But, you know, it's I, I do think it's interesting to see the growth that's happening throughout the state and where people choose to live. And I just, I really love where where I am right now. And I love the access that I have to everything right. here in Mill Creek. It's we're like twenty minutes from everything. Yeah, and and it's funny. We've, my siblings love coming here when we get together because it's easy. Yeah, like I mean, it it's easy to get to my house right off the freeway. Yeah, it's easy to meet somewhere in Sugar House or on the bench for food. Like, and we have lots of food options. We have it's just a great place. To, yeah. to be in Mill Creek. And I'd, it would be hard, like when I think about having to drive to the freeway to get on the freeway to go anywhere, it just seems stupid to I me. Know. I know. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we Who have, would do that? We have, we have to kind of admit it's a first world problem. Yes, but, very much so. But we're the same way. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you say you have you know family in Alpine and Highland, and then we have friends in Daybreak, and there's all sorts of, you know, Salt Lake is very... I know it feels condensed, but with all the different things that surround it, it's really not. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of big. The valley, yeah, the valley. The valley <laughs> sounds like we're in California now. Yeah. <laughs> it is though. It's the Salt Lake Valley. Yeah, I mean, we're all Al connected. Yes, we are. So, and then there's like the mountains going over to the Alpine house. So, why'd they move over there? So, let's see. My my sister, my younger sister started her marriage and life in Utah County and her husband's an engineer and wanted to do his own engineering firm. And so he started there and just built his business from there. So they, they stayed there. And 
then my brother, who's a physician, he's a family practice doctor, he started in Delta, Utah, because he did a program through the Army, I think, where he had to give for every give year, year yeah. that they helped him win school, he had to give back in a, in a community that needed assistance. Uh-huh. So they lived in Delta for a couple of years and then um, found a practice in, let's see, American Fork was where he was for a minute. Anyway, and then he's up, he has his own private practice in Alpine. Cool. And Do you want to get that? You can get no, that. it's okay. I'll just We're make just it so it doesn't so buzz. Um, and so that's where he's built his practice is there. And then my sister moved to Sandy. Um, they It's just where they ended up finding a house. And when they moved back from a short time they lived in Idaho. Well, as you kind of radiate out from like Mill Creek or downtown Salt Lake, it gets a little bit cheaper. Yes. I mean, it's very incremental at this point, yeah. strangely. But like Sandy's cheaper than Mill Creek. In fact, Mill Creek, you can't even really find it's insane. a place right now. Like there's a place right down the street, that that house down Melbourne. Yeah. If you've seen it. Lamborn, yeah. you mean. Lamborn. Uh, sorry, Lamborn. Um, it's going for 1.5. And it's and it's pending, so you know it's not like it's an outrageous price. It's actually it's actually had offers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the market values here reflect the location, just how convenient it is to so many things. If you work downtown, it's convenient. If you work at the university, it's convenient. If you work in Research Park, it's right. convenient. And people love that. And it's neighborhoody. Yes, it's not like it's like the avenues. Or their own, I don't know, own thing, basically. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's its own vibe. Yeah, it is. It doesn't feel like your sandy neighbors, neighborhood that we grew up in where kids are running right. around. And it's, all, I mean, that's, this is still, this area still kind of has that. Do you guys see it. that changing a little bit here with, with what, with the people that you work with with real estate here in Mill Creek? Because I feel with like who's coming in and buying. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They're becoming less community focused, less families. And yeah. people with children. Well, I think with the price range, with the hike in the price range, you're not. You can't getting afford as, it. Yeah, you're not getting young families in. in yeah, you're getting sense. interesting buyers, like the house right next to us and right across from us, right um, behind the one that's being built, right. Right. Um, those aren't families, right? Those are. I don't know if they're single guys. I think no. The dude over here is a single guy who bought the one point two million. Yeah. And he has like roommates now or you know okay. kind of thing yeah. that have moved in with and him. And these people right here he's are just a single just guy. A single guy. Single yeah, dude. so so I think you're absolutely right. You see different dynamics because of the price. And one thing that's interesting to us is you have people who've lived here forever, right? Who are nowhere near that that income bracket. Right. And then you have people who buy the house who are in that income bracket. And so I think that creates a very strange sort of schism. Yes. Right? And those people, and you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just kind of observing it. But, but those people feel a little kind of cut off from that community, and the community starts to feel cut off from those people. Yeah. So it's kind of I don't know if it's I I, I don't think it's good. No, I don't. I think I think it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone, no matter what, why you buy a home, in the end, you want to belong to your neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. And. I would hope that we could figure we can figure out how to create belonging and community when there's diversity. Right. Well, I think 
One thing I think that's good, I mean, one of the things that is good about what's going on here in Mill Creek, I think, is the Mill Creek Common with the, uh, yes. the stuff that's going on, the roller skating, the ice skating, and they're planning on in a few years to have an outdoor theater. And I mean, it's just, they've got these big things. The plan to bring is big and community awesome. Community together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where we all can gather and just, I don't know. Yeah, we just feel saw, like, feel well, like a part of We just happen to be talking to, um, Amy downtown, and she was showing us some of the things like they have this skateboard canyon. There, have you seen all this stuff? No, right? I haven't. It's super cool. It's a skateboard canyon, and they're making actually the edges of things places where you know if if they're near that they could skate off it, right? Oh, fun! And so they're kind of planning for this kind of young, younger crowd and the sense of urbanization. So the big, the big building, the city building right. has a, a climbing wall that's going to climb up oh, the side that's of so it cool. kind of thing. Yeah, Which mean, I'm thinking cat burglars might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that with a joke. That's like, hmm, that's going to be cat burglars are going to be an issue. But we're so close to the mountains that, I mean, there's so many outdoor people that are here that oh, are yeah. part of that. And that's such a part of their whole makeup, you know, sort of thing. And so I think it's so great that the city is trying to kind of bring that together. No, it's awesome. It's just, I don't know. And it's funny you mentioned that, like the schism, because we've noticed that too, right? And it's like, I don't know that we necessarily have a plan either, but I think we feel very much like you do. It's like, well, how do we bring those people kind of together? Because Mill Creek, well, it's Salt Lake too. You know, Salt Lake is becoming more of, like we lived in Phoenix. So Salt Lake is feeling a little bit more like people are moving in from all over. right? And so those people don't, naturally kind of congregate together and they come with their own cultures and their own preconceived notions about what community is. And Utah is a very hospitable place. Yeah. Like extremely hospitable place. In fact, that's why we keep moving back. <laughs> that's why we can't get away from <laughs> it. We keep trying to escape. We keep moving back. But, um, but yeah, and, and we're just too tired to move now. But <laughs> it's very hospitable. And then people come in from other places and they don't really understand that. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think what, for me, the schools were my genesis of community. Right. And so I think as fa- there are fewer people with children moving into the community. And for me, my kids, my youngest is now a, going to be a sophomore right. in high school. Like I, I don't have the schools to connect me with people anymore. So the question becomes, how do you? create that same genesis of community when you don't have someone in school. Right. The question becomes, how good can you roller skate? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot, or climb a wall. What if you're decrepit? <laughs> then, then you're stuck. So you, do you have something to do? Have you, the refugee um, kind of community that's kind of moved in and stuff. I mean, Mill Creek has this huge, um, well, we spread all clear across the valley, basically. Right. It's, so we go very our east borders and very west. west. We kind of, yeah. Almost like a spike. We don't take a much, as much room going west, but we kind of spike down west, right? How Correct. far west does it go? Do you remember? I don't re- I think it's got to be like, it's 7th, is 7th, is it? Seventh a west. little bit goes, I, I don't know nine. if it goes all it? the way west, I think. I want to say like ninth west or something, but I don't remember. I can't remember how what the boundary anymore. Yeah. But we do have um, uh, some refugee population here for sure. And it used to be bigger. Um, 
but there's housing here that's provided by the state within the borders of Mill Creek and Granite School District, which is our school district for Mill Creek. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of outreach for refugees as well. So, And you work with that? My sister is the director of um, a, a group that does work with refugees called Utah Refugee Connection. I hope that I've got that. Yes, that's right. So her Utah n- Refugee Connection. Yes, URC. Um, and they help connect refugees with services in the state and then also provide their, their kind of a gap between what the refugees receive a certain amount of aid from the state. Uh-huh. And a lot of times that isn't sufficient to really get them on their feet and to help them. So they provide... Um, that gap. Yeah, the gap services for refugees. So, for instance, w- when a large group of refugees arrives in the state and needs housing, they also need beds and um, cleaning supplies and sanitation like supplies. Yes. Right. And so, um, U- Utah Refugee Connection connects them with those things, and that there's donors like all of us that help provide those things. So um, some of the main things that they do are they do when refugees go to training like classes for English as a second language or, you know, citizenship, all of those kinds of things that refugees need, they receive coupons, vouchers. vouchers that they can redeem through Utah Refugee Connection for basic supplies. Um, They have a storehouse that has cleaning supplies. They do cleaning kits. They do sanitation kits. They provide um, menstrual supplies for women. They provide diapers and things for babies, car seats. Oh, wow. All, all kinds all of things. And they help, they not only provide those things, but they provide education on how to use those things because many refugees, those no, those no. are totally new yeah. things for them. Where do you see the refugees coming from? Or is it oh, it's, cyclical? It's, it's really cyclical, cyclical no. but it's, but there, we really in Utah serve a lot of refugees. Utah is very open and very supportive of ref, refugee populations, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is awesome. And you wouldn't expect it from outside because you think of Utah as like a very red conservative state and sometimes those But it's also a very giving state. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um and and there there are so many organizations within the state that do so much. Um the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints really supports um outreach for refugees and really in general they do a ton of of good things. Right. Um, Catholic Community Services here in Utah is fantastic and and does great things with refugees. And so it's a great place to come if you want support and if you want connection. And um, my sister's organization, they really try to connect refugees with people in the community. And there's mentorship programs and things that people can get involved with that are really awesome and and help people make that transition better than they would otherwise. I know that um, when we were, we used the space now at the Common of Mill Creek Common to hold our rehearsals and stuff up above the ice skating area, but there's an 
an English class that yes. was being taught there um, that we would kind of butt up against us. We were right after sort of thing. And, and it was all, it was completely filled with refugees. And it was just, it was so neat to just see them just taking it in and, and having that resource for yes. them, you know. It's, it's awesome. And it's awesome to see people who've been through so much and um, really come and have new life given to and them. And have open arms yes. for them. Yeah, so and a lot of support. Yeah. So the work that my sister does is really cool. That's it's awesome. fun to be What's a part of. What's your sister's of. name? Amy Dot Harmer. Amy Dot Harmer. Yeah. And how, you, how do you, you contribute can, to that? So their involved. Instagram, I hope that I'm saying all these things right, is Serve Refugees. Um, that's on Instagram. They they also have a Facebook page. Um, they also have a sister page um, called... I can't remember. They're, they're, it basically highlights the lives of refugees. Um, that's really fun to look at and uh -huh. see the things that people have done. And so they kind of tell their stories yeah, a little bit. There, it, it's like the people faces of Salt Lake City or refugees of Salt Lake City, uh -huh. something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's on. It's a connected to the Serve Refugees. If you go to serverefugees.com or Serve Refugees on Instagram, you can find all of those things. And really, there's so many opportunities that are posted every week on how you can help. They have a Mother's Day event that's coming up that you can help buy a gift for a, a refugee mother. Mm -hmm. um, there's always ways to contribute to that population. Well, that's something like it seems like you were sort of born with your whole family because I remember when I first met you, one of the stories <laughs> about you is when there was the big, um, oh my tsunami gosh. or whatever the it was the earthquake in Haiti yeah that's mm. it and you got it that you were going to make a difference and help these people out and as I recall you like drove a <laughs> semi across well yes it was so <laughs> people years. love to give their crap away is what I learned with that uh -huh. I mean that if you ask people to give you stuff they will give you stuff and so we were collecting crutches we we connected with a group called let's see healing hands for haiti was a group that my family had donated to and um ryan's office had had a connection with so i called them and i said what you know we're seeing all these amputations was it that? was, that was 2012 i think right um my brother actually went to Haiti after the earthquake and was part of the, um, a small group of medical professionals from Utah Help. that went and helped out. And it was traumatizing. Like yeah. the what happened there was so sad and so awful to hear about from him and from the news and just so sad. And we all thought, well, if there's all these people who've been injured or have had amputations then they're going to need stuff, and they don't have stuff. So contacted Healing Hands for Haiti. They they said, yeah, we, you know, we would help. It would be great to get crutches and wheelchairs, you know, th things that people aren't using here. So we just started out saying, hey, bring crutches here. We're going to get a load together. And it just blew up. Yeah. So up that Healing Hands for Haiti could not take 
How much all the stuff collected. And so they were like, we can take this much. But we literally, like, my whole entire home was to the ceiling full of crutches and wheelchairs. And, you know, we were, we were just totally overwhelmed with all of it. And so then the problem became, how do I get these, all of this stuff? Because I don't have anyone to take it now. And so I had to coordinate with Rotary Clubs and with some really dear friends of the Furman family that coordinated with some friends that run a trucking company or did. And so they provided a entire semi-truck and their their guys packaged up, created all of the crutches and wheelchairs and kind of sorted through all of those things. And we drove them across the country and Doctors Without Borders accepted the donation. And, but that was like, it was way bigger than, way beyond my my scope of ability to get done. But I, you know, the thought of if all of this work has happened and all these Not people have done this and it ends happen. up in a landfill. Yeah. I'm the worst human alive. So where did you drive it to? So it, it went to, I believe, Florida, um, to a, a back holding well, somewhere back east where the, where Doctors Without Borders has a warehouse. Yeah. And then they collect all of those things and, and, you know, have a sorting process. And so my guess is that they ended up not only in Haiti, but in other places. And, but that's what, sure. that's what they do. That's cool. But every person out there that has done things like this before kind of like shrug their shoulders at me and they're like, you're so naive that you thought. <laughs> like people love to empty their basements. They don't want to give you cash, but they will gladly give you their garbage. <laughs> and then you have to figure out what to do with it all. So anyone out there, don't do that. Just take people's money. <laughs> so much easier. It's way easier. It's awesome. It's funny how it blew up though. Oh yeah. It's it was you insane. You can fill a semi. Fill as an, well as you know. Yes, another whole another container yeah. that was going for yeah. with healing hands. Yeah. So holy cow, insane. Well, Utah's a very giving. I mean, Utah is yes. a very giving place. It yes. Really is. And people love to give and to t- take care of people. Mm-hmm. So, and it's nice that we have so many opportunities right here. And I I'm a big fan of serving where you are. So, and there are many opportunities to serve right here. Right. Great. So what's next for you now? So I'm in an interesting phase of life because I always told myself that 50 would be my year and I turned 50 in November. And I have given all my heart and soul to my family and my kids and the places where they are. And now they're grown and I need to decide what to do with myself. <laughs> So what is Marianne's next chapter? Yes. So I'm I'm investigating options, but yeah. for now I'm I'm just thinking. Well, I was telling Jim like the one thing that I think of when I think of Mary is glitter. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's everywhere. The mess. Fact, I was still dealing with it when I did the last little rose cross 
musical. The there's still uh, glitter on the floor. The Wizard of Oz stuff was still hanging around, and it's just we took out the flats to try and tear them off of the yes um, frames and stuff, and we did that. There's glitter everywhere. All over the floor. <laughs> glitter is so impressive on a stage. Oh my gosh, it's so impressive anywhere. Who are yes, kidding? I know. I love. I'm a big fan of glitter. <laughs> I I see myself always dabbling in creative something yeah and you're amazing at the stuff that you do and create and and your crafts and i mean just seriously i can't i i just love a creative like i think the thing that i miss the most about helping with rosecrest shows is that we have a really small budget but we but we want to do something awesome for we these kids. Big. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, you know, it was always tricky to figure out, but so fun to yeah. figure out. And then when it was beautiful and fantastic and the kids were like, wow, right. look what we made. Look what we did. Look what we're part of. We're so cool. <laughs> that was really so fun. So, but there aren't, there aren't many things you can do like that. Right. Where you're in the pressure cooker of yeah. well there is this thing called mill creek community Theater. i was gonna say <laughs> around the holidays i know there's something <laughs> yeah going there's on. something that's there's you know, something happening have a small budget yeah and <laughs> could shuffle. use some creative genius <laughs> <laughs> just saying one day one just day saying, just saying <laughs> um that's good okay so at the end of the um podcast we like to do a little free association okay okay so we're just going to say things this- about utah and then you just say the first thing that comes to mind oh my gosh so i know everybody is kind of nervous about this but it's not <laughs> uh hogle zoo the lion fountain mm, my gosh it's my favorite yeah, thing so cool I, every time i pa- i was just there with rosie's field trip they still do field trips to the zoo in high school so fun they do yeah but i pass it and i'm like oh it still functions right yeah it yeah, still, it's still functions and you can still put your head inside of a I lion at the zoo it's, so cool. it's the coolest oh, ever awesome. uh temple square zion mm-hmm. why not <laughs> <laughs> right now when i think of temple square i think of a big pit oh it's so it's just it is so amazing can you believe what Holy they are cow. doing it's like building from ground up, basically. I know. You want to be inside the temple when yeah. the earthquake hits. Yeah, right. It's like, it kind of looks like a Minecraft thing right oh, now. Oh, it's, it like is like, just it's exactly like a Minecraft thing. Yeah. And it's crazy. fascinating yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. People are so smart. Well, speaking with that, earthquake. Oh. Is your word. Oh, sorry. Earthquake's my word. Sorry. Let me die. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. I kind of want to see if my creativity would help me be a really good survivor. Like the zombie apocalypse. That's true. I was going to say that's true in earthquakes or zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Take your pick. We always say. I would not. I would not do well in a zombie apocalypse (laughs) because I'm terrified of everything scary supernatural thing well i think you're supposed to run from the zombies so you might do okay you know i don't can't run (laughs) (laughs) you can bite i'd have to fake them out somehow (laughs) Uh, you could lose them in the milk commons on your skateboard yes yes yes. i think it'd be very interesting here though because we have the world's largest costco yes that's really the place you want to head to right is costco and like store up that's right and and any walmart or some crazy mormon woman's 
basement. <laughs> right. Like Marianne. It's, it's not me. <laughs> I'm a cool Mormon, remember? <laughs> I just have all the <laughs> stuff. The cool ones don't do the food storage. I they forget. Probably do. I don't know the rules. I don't I either. <laughs> um, immigration Canyon. Gosh, well, the last time I was really in Immigration Canyon was running a half marathon there. Oh. Is that the Rebel? I can't remember no, even what it's called. What's the one you were running? And training? I don't even run anymore. Um, I, They have them here. They have one here. I guess, and Ruth's. Ruth's, yeah, always. Yeah. I mean, Ruth's is I guess classic. that was the last time I was really there. Yeah. And then one more, Tracy, go. Ah! Um... Uh, beehive. Darling, cutest crafts ever and bees. <laughs> I am crafty, remember? You are very That's crafty. Right. That's right. So. <laughs> so I love bee crafts and bee everything. It's a thing. Um, it's Mar- a big thing. The other Marianne. Yes, Lucy. She's a big bee person, I guess. Like, yeah. Like it's just. So my, my job at the Wood Connection, we work with a paper supplier and he is pushing his bee paper so hard. Anyway, it's funny. His bee paper. Explain it. What's his bee paper? So it's a company called Echo Park Paper, and they are a scrapbooking paper supplier. Really, big. That's one thing Utah is very, very – there's so much craft built from here. Cricket was started here, and paper companies here, American Craft is here – it's a huge producer of crafts mm-hmm. nationwide. Anyway, Echo Park is one of those scrapbooking Big. paper uh-huh. companies, and they are in Utah County. Anyway, so the guy that is the owner of Echo Park was pushing his How's that bee paper. How's that anything to do with the wood connection? So at the wood connection, we use scrapbook paper to basically – Finish crafts and like with instead of just painting, like Mod Podge, kind of. We don't use Mod Podge, but we glue paper onto crafts. Uh It's really cute. Uh And there's Echo Park makes fantastic paper. Mm, That's good to know. Yeah. We're not even sponsored by Echo Park. No, but Madison Park. Yeah. If you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) If they hear us and would like to send a check, they're more than welcome. Or if you need a new home. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um, Do you want to say anything else? No. I just love Jim and Tracy. Shush. Stop. Great Stop. people. Right. Well, Tracy. Choose like, them as your realtor. I just ride her coattails all the way, but yeah. You're a good team. Yeah. You're very yeah. you're you're very complimentary of each other's strengths and weaknesses mm. <laughs> for sure. really what you need for in a spouse sure. is someone to be complimentary of your weakness that's oh my for gosh. sure <laughs> where do we start exactly yes. so. the yin and yang is a real thing <laughs> it really is <laughs> right sure. yeah so, all right well thank you very much for being on the podcast yeah i i will do anything for the two of you let's be honest anything but make sets at christmas time i guess <laughs> Helped you one have, time. You have. You, have, you, have, you yeah. have definitely. Yes. Because <laughs> you're, always, you're always willing to help. Yeah. Wherever she if can. I can. And you say no if you can't. I really do say no. Which is a talent. It, it is. Yeah. I have many talents. <laughs> say no is what it is. It's on the list. Low on the list, but it's on but the it's list. There. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, okay. Thanks, Mary. Love you guys. Love yeah, you too. You too. Okay. Thanks. Okay.